Here's an open and relational thought from Thomas J. Ord. In my recently published book, The Death of Omnipotence and Birth of Omnipotence, I address questions of God's power. About halfway through, I provide what I think are six ways to solve the problem of evil. And in doing so, I address traditional responses. And in this particular excerpt, I want to look at the traditional free will defense for evil. In a section titled, God Can't Prevent Evil Single-Handedly, I write these words. The strongest of the traditional responses to evil points to creaturely freedom. If God creates complex creatures, gives them freedom, and those creatures use that freedom wrongly, we should blame creatures for evil, not God. This is called the free will defense. Those who embrace the free will defense typically say God wants real relationships, which requires that humans have the genuine ability to cooperate with or reject divine overtures. God knows that the control of people undermines the authenticity of the decision-making, so God rarely does so. After all, as William Hasker puts it, frequent and routine interventions by God to prevent the misuse of freedom by creatures would undermine the structure of human life and community intended in the plan of creation." Unquote. God also needed a package of creaturely responses as the environment for human freedom. Without a stable environment, human choosing would be impossible. So, it's God's general policy rarely to interrupt the laws of nature or tweak the processes of creation. God seldom controls. The free will defense offers some insights, but it fails as a full-fledged solution to the problem of evil. It does so for several reasons, and I want to mention two. The first problem with the free will defense pertains to exceptions for divine action made by most who embrace it. Those exceptions say God usually respects free will, but occasionally does not. God typically gives freedom, but may withhold it, depending on the circumstances. Sometimes, God controls creatures or creations to do miracles, for instance. An omnipotent God can withdraw override, or choose not to provide freedom or sustain natural laws. General policies allow for exceptions. If God sometimes fiddles with creation or freedom, however, victims and survivors rightly wonder if God really loves them. They wonder why God does not withdraw, override, or retain the freedom used wrongly by their abusers. If God can stop my brother from cussing, we might say, why didn't God stop my rape? Most who embrace the free will defense claim an omnipotent God deliberately self-limits to allow creatures to act freely. They say God won't or doesn't always stop evil. God reserves the right to intervene if necessary, says Jack Cottrell. Thus, he's able not only to permit human actions to occur, but also to prevent them from occurring if he so chooses. This way of thinking implies, however, that God sometimes allows or permits evil. An omnipotent God 
could prevent the misery survivors endure, but chooses not to. If love prevents preventable evil, the God who chooses not to prevent evil isn't loving. A self-limited God can make exceptions to the usual practice of giving freedom and sustaining natural processes. If God is voluntarily self-limited, victims and survivors should despair. God doesn't care enough to stop their suffering. I'll get to the second problem in the free will defense in the next podcast. For more, see the Center for Open and Relational Theology or Dr. Ord's website, thomasjord.com. Please like and subscribe to Ort Shorts.